It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you in. It is episode number 185 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. And I am your host, Chris Russell. Josh Rosen, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, again, the number 10 overall pick. Let's start with how Arizona acquired him. They were at number 15, a couple of spots below the Redskins, who were at number 13 um, last year. So the Arizona Cardinals looking for a franchise quarterback and seeing Baker Mayfield and others go quickly and ahead. And I don't know why anybody would be surprised by this. Quarterbacks just always go way, 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 way far in advance. And for the most part, I mean, obviously, Baker Mayfield has worked out. Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be uh, pretty darn good with the Jets, so on and so forth. So the Cardinals trade a the number 15 overall pick, which is what they have, the number, uh, their third round pick, rather, and a fifth-round pick to move from 15 to number 10 to leapfrog the Redskins and other teams to get their quarterback, they thought, of the future. So again, a first-round pick, the number 15 overall pick, in exchange for the 10th overall pick. So it's not really giving up a first-round pick, but just offsets. And then the third round and the fifth-round pick, which are the sweeteners to the deal. Okay, So now we move forward with that. They draft Josh Rosen, and Josh Rosen kind of struggles in his first year. He was sacked 45 times in 14 games. Um, He really only played kind of 13. So, look, he was sacked a ton. The Arizona offensive line absolutely sucked. We all know that the Cardinals have struggled in this area for a couple of years, right? Anybody that's paid attention to the Arizona Cardinals knows that they have struggled for a long, long time in terms of building their offensive line. So I don't really blame that on Josh Rosen, but here's what we know. Josh Rosen is a big kid. Um, He's got great size, very good arm. It may be a little inaccurate at times. Certainly that is something he needs to work on. He's probably, he was probably the most pro-ready quarterback coming out of last year's draft, but there was a knock about maturity, about his kind of personality, uh, how he might rub teammates, coaches, all that the wrong way. I don't know anything about that for sure. All you know is what you hear, what you know. What The Cardinals felt pretty good about, again, not only drafting him at number 10, but they had to move up in order to get him. Now, that being said, he did struggle last year. There is no denying that, as most rookie quarterbacks do, especially with a bad football team. Josh Rosen is now apparently, apparently, again, depending on what you read and depending on who you believe, he is now on the trade block with the Arizona Cardinals. Why? Because apparently Josh Rosen at 6'4 and roughly 220 is no longer the apple of the eye of Steve Kime, the same general manager that again traded up for him, 
the new head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, with the Arizona Cardinals, who wasn't even supposed to get that job, and allegedly, reportedly, they have zeroed in on taking Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner, with the number one overall pick, which should shock nobody. We don't know for sure if the Arizona Cardinals are absolutely going to trade Josh Rosen. That's the, the, the big speculation. If I was them, I would not do it until somewhere near the draft, if not after the draft. Because if you trade Josh Rosen, as we kind of talked about on episode number 184, you lose all your leverage. Then why would anybody come up and trade the number one overall pick or try and trade for the number one overall pick, which you could use to rebuild your football team as a whole if you're the Arizona Cardinals, even if it's dropping one spot, two spots, whatever it might be. You lose all your leverage if you trade Josh Rosen pre-draft. If you wait until post-draft, meaning you keep everybody guessing, everybody thinks you're going to go Kyler Murray, and that's fine, and maybe teams won't fall for it, but the bottom line is, is you hold your cards, no pun intended, close to your vest, you don't trade Josh Rosen, you wait, then you lock in. If your choice is Kyler Murray at number one overall, then you try and trade Josh Rosen. Now, you might say, oh, wait a second. Teams might have already filled their, their, their holes, their needs. Well, you could still do that on draft day, draft night, first round, after taking, again, Kyler Murray number one. You can still work out a trade for Josh Rosen that night, that next day. It doesn't have to be before the draft, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals. And for the Washington Redskins, who have been most prominently mentioned by just about everybody, in a way, that works out okay for them too, as we again discussed on episode number 184. Here's the bottom line. The Redskins will pay more now, mid-March, before free agency begins, right around when the league year begins next week. They will pay more for Josh Rosen now than they will post-draft, the night of the draft, or right before the draft, period. They will pay more. I truly believe that. I don't have any quantifiable analysis that can prove that, but they will because right now the Arizona Cardinals have all the leverage. We don't know for sure if they're going to draft Kyler Murray. We don't know for sure if they've made that decision right now. Everybody can think they have. Everybody can report that they have, but we don't know for sure. So again, it benefits the Arizona Cardinals to hold on it benefits the Washington Redskins, in my opinion, to wait and not be over-egregious with their trade offer of whatever it might be for Josh Rosen. Now, since we last left you, a couple of things have happened here. Kurt Warner, former Arizona Cardinal quarterback, current NFL analyst for Westwood One, and I think a television network, although I'm not 100% sure on that, and Hall of Famer, said he to Peter King in Football Morning in America, would basically not give more than a third-round pick for Kyle, uh, for for Josh Rosen, which is not really a, a ringing endorsement, quite honestly, right? From one quarterback to another, a guy with Arizona roots, you would think he would be a lot more effusive in terms of what the Arizona Cardinals could get or should be given. He didn't really do a good sell job there for the organization. Not that teams are going to absolutely pay attention to that, but the point of the matter is they could, and they could look at that and say, hmm, if that's Kurt Warner's view, what are we missing? 
an unnamed general manager who Peter King said basically he trusts implicitly and is wise and all that, whatever words he used to kind of describe an unnamed current general manager said he would think that it was a third round pick and that his value, meaning Josh Rosen's value, is not as high as the Arizona Cardinals are going to think it is. All right, that's fine. So that's two people, one a Hall of Famer, one an unnamed general manager that basically threw out third-round pick. Josh Rosen, again, was taken with the number 10 overall pick. They traded a third and a fifth to get him, and obviously exchange of the first. To me, there's no way the Arizona Cardinals are only going to accept a third-round pick. Certainly not now. Again, maybe after you draft Kyler Murray, and again, that's where we're talking about being patient where it might come into play. They have leverage right now. They might not have leverage after they draft Kyler Murray. They probably won't. But right now they do. And I would be stunned if they only took a third-round pick. Rosen last year, 55.2% completion rate, 2,278 passing yards, 11 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions, a rating of 66.7, and he fumbled a lot. Listen, by no means was Josh Rosen very good last year. So when we come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we're going to get into some creative ideas about what might the Redskins be willing to pay? What should the Redskins be willing to pay? I got a lot of feedback on Twitter about this, uh, and we're going to go over some of the scenarios that could potentially be at play here. We'll do that next on episode number 185 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris Russell. Uh, as we kind of go through this and kind of dedicate a lot of this show, quite honestly, to the pursuit reportedly, of Josh Rosen because it makes a whole lot of sense from a Redskins perspective, and certainly it could make a whole lot of sense from an Arizona Cardinals perspective. That's next, episode number 185, Locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 185 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. All right, so away we go with some potential trade compensation for Josh Rosen and what the Redskins should potentially uh, pay, maybe be willing to pay. Uh, A couple of ideas that I came up with and that I thought of is this. If... You're the Redskins. You know that the Arizona Cardinals are going to start with the number 15 overall pick, right, in direct dealings with them. To me, I say no immediately. Uh, I have too many needs, but please check back with us, um, you know, because maybe we might change our thought process, something like that. So that's how I begin the negotiations. What else can we talk about besides the number 15 overall pick that might, you know, that might be conducive to doing a deal. 
is how I would also respond to that. I would not just say, okay, here's the number 15 overall pick. Here, take it, because we were going to use it anyway on a quarterback, and we like Josh Rosen better than anybody else that we think might be there. That's not how this should work. Um, Unfortunately, I fear that the Redskins might be of that thought process. That's not how it should work. So here's – that's the opening salvo. What I thought of was this. What if the Redskins were to offer one of their two their two third round picks this year? Uh, probably they're higher of the two, but certainly you can make a strong argument that it should be the thirty third pick of the third round, which was the first compensatory draft pick awarded and. Uh, issued for losing Kirk Cousins, which would be a little bit of poetic justice, quite honestly. Um, And if they took that third round pick, one or the other, again, their own middle of the third round or that compensatory pick, uh, and if they packaged that with a first round pick next year. Now, I think that's still too much for me to offer in an opening negotiation, quite honestly. But I could see how if you're saying, look, we just can't trade the number 15 overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals look and say, that's fine. Look, this is what we paid for Josh Rosen. We're not absolutely sure we're moving on from him. In order for us to move on from him, And to basically tell the world what we're going to do at number one overall, we need to get this. Again, it's a negotiation that is supposed to help both teams. So, again, while I would say I would not immediately by any stretch, and I would be very, 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 very hesitant overall, and I would not really uh, like the Redskins paying the number 15 overall pick, I would basically again say how about a first round pick next year and a third round pick and the reason why we see third round pick is a the Redskins have two and b they don't have a fourth ideally I would not rather it be a player in the top 100 but you got to give something to get something especially if you're getting a potential starting quarterback now the other idea that I had, and again, this one is a little bit more maybe creative, I guess, is what I would say, and that is this. What if the Redskins were to do basically like they did last year, which is to trade a player and a draft pick? So I opened this up on my radio show on Monday night on 106.7 The Fan, so I'll bring it to the table here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What if they were to offer something that the Arizona Cardinals need? We just talked about how bad the Arizona Cardinals offensive line was. So some fans suggested Trent Williams. The idea I had was Morgan Moses. Now, listen, before you go, that's insane. That's crazy. They would never do that. They shouldn't do that. How could you do that? He's 28 years old. He's their starting right tackle. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm not saying that the Cardinals like him. Would I, I don't know. Here's what I know. You have a lot of money already invested in Trent Williams, who certainly, while not healthy all the time, is better than Morgan Moses, right, and plays a more premium position. And again, this isn't Morgan Moses is bad. This is trying to find a creative solution. 
Morgan Moses, again, at 28, is banged up every game, barely holding together. Now, he does play, um, so I will totally give him credit than that. He is tough. He is good. I don't think he's great, and I don't think anybody should walk away with the thought and the notion that Morgan Moses is great and irreplaceable. And here's why it makes a little bit more sense. Right now, in 2019, his cap number is $6.9 million for the Washington Redskins. $6.9 million. He's got a base salary of $4.75 million, a proration from his bonus of $1.9 million, and then a per-game roster bonus of $250,000 that the Redskins obviously would you know, avoid if he's not um, with the team for that per-game roster bonus. So, basically, what we're kind of looking at here is a situation that, that that brings us to a cap number just around $7 million, right? If the Redskins were to trade Morgan Moses, if they were to trade Morgan Moses they would have a dead cap money hit of around $5.7 million, which is steep. They would save approximately $1.2, $1.3 again, depending on that per-game roster bonus thing and how that's exactly written in the contract. I want to be careful because I don't have the exact phrasing of that per-game roster bonus, whether it's 46, 53, what have you. But they'd be saving some money. They'd be taking a dead cap hit of again of, of around five point seven million, which is somewhat extreme for a team that is cash strapped. So there is a risk involved here. But they would also be saving six point five million dollars in terms of base salary and one point nine in terms of proration in twenty twenty for a cap figure of eight point six five, and in twenty twenty one a seven five base and the proration, and therefore a 9.65 cap number. And then in 2022, when Morgan Moses is 31, again, a 7.5 base and a cap number of the same 7.75, or just slightly higher, 7.75, maybe a little bit more because, again, those per-game roster bonuses. So essentially, you have to look at it as, yes, you take a hit now, of approximately 5.7 million in cap money, but you also get out of, get out of at least 21 and a half million dollars worth of future contracts and cap numbers that quite honestly could total up to about 24 and a half, 25 million dollars over the next three years after this one. So again, you take the short-term hit for the long-term gain, you give Arizona what they potentially need, a starting right tackle who might even be a starting left tackle if they wanted him to be, helps their offensive line. They have to pay less for a tackle who's still, again, 28, who's a great leader, great in the club, in the locker room, all that stuff, great for the community, all that. And you say, well, who's going to play right tackle? Well, Ty Ensecki's a free agent. He's 33 going on 34. How much can you afford to pay him? Probably not a lot, but you know how versatile is. You could go young at the position, which would be a huge risk, and go with Jaron Christian 
uh, and let Ty Secchi walk and draft somebody else to compete and be a backup offensive tackle, lineman, what have you, you could go with Jaron Christian, your third-round pick from Louisville, who was severely overmatched last year and certainly needed to bulk up and certainly needed to gain strength. But right tackle, certainly an easier transition into the NFL than left tackle. I mean, at some point, Jaron Christian is going to be trusted with playing. And at some point, Jaron Christian is going to be trusted with starting. At some point, you didn't draft him just to be a third-round pick from Louisville to be a backup and to be a a complete project. Now, maybe you were wrong, uh, and the Redskins obviously made a big mistake if they were really wrong, if he doesn't significantly improve. But remember, a lot of times a huge jump occurs for players from year one to year two. It's just an idea that I had for Morgan Moses because of the cap needs, because of the uh, Arizona Cardinals needs a way to maybe make the deal with less draft pack compensation. And also, here's another element to it. I would just say this. The Redskins need to give Brandon Sheriff a, a long-term contract extension. They've talked about that. Everybody knows it. He's going into the fifth year, that fifth-year option, um, and his number is going to significantly jump up. Now, they can lower his cap number for 20 19 by giving him a long-term deal, right? So the question is, how much could his cap number go down if you could work out a deal for Brandon Sheriff in this offseason, right? If you if you look at it just real quickly. Brandon Sheriff right now counts for $12.52 million under the cap. If you can do a long-term deal because of the fifth-year option, you could lower your cap number for Brandon Sheriff in year one of a long-term deal to around 7 or $8 million. So that saves you 3 or $4 million, if not potentially more in terms of cap space. Then if you can take on that savings, and absorb a little bit of it in the Morgan Moses deal, again, it would cancel each other out, but you'd also be saving money in the future, and you'd be speeding up the clock for the development of Jaron Christian. Maybe you bring back Ty Inseki, maybe you don't. And how much money, once you give Brandon Sheriff his money, how much money can you have in an offensive line where you still need a left guard, you have a pretty decent center, who played every game last year in Chase Roulier, but you'd still have holes. And quite honestly, and I'm just being honest with you, the offensive line's not that good, even with Sheriff, even with Trent Williams, even with Morgan Mose. Just not that good. It's not that good. People are going to get upset about that. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. It's not that good. It's not that good. They don't run the ball well enough, even though they did better last year. They are not good in small, short spaces, power runs. They're good on the edges. They're good on screens. They're good in the power pull game. They're not good. They're not dominant in every area with that amount of resource invested in the offensive line. Again, just something to think about when it comes to Morgan Moses and trying to make a trade and making two parties happy. All right, when we come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, some quick winners and losers from the NFL Combine, which is now done. And as we move ahead, speed the clock up, free agency next week, the draft less than two months away. 
right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hey, guys, when you get into your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device, whatever it might be, Siri, Alexa, whatever it might be, to play podcast Locked On Redskins. Whenever you get in your car, go hands-free, get your Redskins content, tell whatever your smart speaker device is, play podcast Locked On Redskins. All right, final timeout here ahead. Winners and losers from the NFL Combine, NFL.com. As a rundown, we will go over some of that with you next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 185 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins for Redskins only content on Twitter, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of our NFL team coverage around the league. And as well, you can follow me individually on Twitter at Russellmania621. It's reported over a 40%, 40% growth last week uh, here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm not sure if we put out just a bunch of extra content or if you guys were really interested, I appreciate all the downloads. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you spreading the word. Just keep it up. Keep going. And we'll try try and pump out as much good content as we possibly can. All right. So this is from Bucky Brooks of NFL.com, former NFL player scout and media mogul, uh, who I generally like. Uh, he wrote a column on NFL.com about the winners and losers at the annual scouting combine. And his top winner... LSU cornerback Greedy Williams. He ran a 4-3-7-40 and looked obviously explosive. Uh, however, he did not participate in some on-field drills and positional workout drills because of cramping. But that's, again, really okay there. When you have that kind of speed and that kind of athleticism, and I'm sure he'll be available for his pro day, hopefully, uh, especially because it was just cramping. You would think Greedy Williams is going to probably go in the top 10, maybe top 12 of this draft, which would mean before the Redskins, uh, who certainly and quite honestly at 15, especially if they solve the quarterback situation, could look at taking a corner uh, with their first overall pick, especially if they decide to move on from Josh Norman, as they should. Jonathan Abram, another winner, according to Bucky Brooks, the top safety prospect in the class uh, out of Mississippi. He ran a 4-4-5-40, 16 reps on the bench press. Bucky Brooks noted that he flashed, quote-unquote, decent movement skills and impressed in the interviews, but his game day tape uh, and his game tape is really what sets him apart. Another safety prospect that opened some eyes, according to Bucky Brooks of NFL.com, Marvell Tell out of U. 
USC, a 42-inch vertical jump, an 11-4 broad jump, and good footwork. So certainly he has kind of moved up into that second-round conversation and second-round range. And one more cornerback that Bucky Brooks really liked was Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. Although he's a bit slow at 4-5-5, good footwork, good technique, as Bucky Brooks uh, noted. So maybe he is a zone corner and has to be in a cover-two type situation. Uh, Real quickly, just kind of wrapping this up because there's so much content, again, from Bucky Brooks, NFL.com, the losers that he listed, Jojon Williams from Vanderbilt, another corner. Uh, And this is, of course, uh, from just recently, Monday. Um, He he did other combine winners and losers. This is just, again, uh, his area of expertise. Just wanted to bring these uh, up to you uh, in the remaining time that we have Jojon Williams, a big uh, a big kid out of uh, Vanderbilt, again ran a four six four, a four six four forty. Certainly, that is questionable uh, by any stretch. Uh, a four six four, and he could draft uh, or drop, you know, basically again into the second round. Maybe, maybe he could be bottom part of the first round. And as Bucky Brooks kind of notes, Julian Love, cornerback from Notre Dame. Um, he has a 4.54 uh, 40 with a 36 inch vertical jump and a 10-1 broad. Again, he's explosive, uh, but a little bit slower maybe than I think people were expecting. So, you know, when you look at these guys, again, there could be some good value for the Redskins in the second and third round. A couple of other winners that Bucky Brooks had, A.J. Brown, the wide receiver from Mississippi State, Paris Campbell, wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, Drew Locke, certainly we're going to get into more of him. Uh, you know, people calling him a Matthew Stafford clone out of Missouri, the quarterback with the big arm. DK Metcalf, who's just an absolute physical freak at 433, uh, 40. Uh, just another loser or two from Bucky Brooks of NFL.com. And Keel Harry, the wide receiver out of Arizona State, a 4-5-3-40, but really didn't do good in the um, – you know, in the drills that they run at the combine. We'll have more winners and losers and more numbers from the scouting combine in Indianapolis as we go through, but we have to wrap up for right now, episode number 185 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.